Welcome to Tatami Talk. My name is Juan, just my Chikomi partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how you been? Haven't seen you in about a week or so. I'm going to ask you time. I care about you. I care about you, all right? Uh, I'm good. I've been jumping rope now on my Tell knee. Me, so I see yeah. you got that fancy massage thing, though. I saw that. Oh, the massage Instagram. gun. I've been tr- I've been trying to avoid getting that massage gun thing. Why? It's I, like the hip new thing. Everybody has one now. He, I don't I don't have one yet. It started. I think it started with the BJJ circle, right? Because I started seeing <laughs> people bringing that massage gun into uh-huh. um my jujitsu class. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it. I'm like, wow, that thing's like four or five hundred bucks. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, holy crap. It's got to be one of those other fads like um. Was those was those things called uh, acai bowls? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Acai bowls and um, CBD, like hey, I mean, CBD is not a fad. If there's any CBD out there that want to sponsor but, us, you know, <laughs> we're very similar to BJJ. We're judo. You can sponsor a CBD cream. Anthony loves so CBD I, cream. I use the CBD cream on my knee and it helps a lot. But um, yeah, some people make it sound like it cures cancer and all that stuff. But anyway, I I try to avoid it. I thought it was overpriced, and uh-huh. my surgeon actually was like, hey. I noticed your hamstrings are super tight all the time from because you're I'm doing physical therapy every day. Yeah. And he's like, you should get this uh crap, what was it? What do you call it? A Thunderbolt? Uh he, he used the the brand name I forgot uh-huh. what it was called, but basically a massage gun. And I'm like, no, like, did it actually work that well? He's like, Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty good. So uh-huh. I went back and I'm like, damn, this even even this thunder whatever thing was not the um, theragun the theragun was like the the original one that's like four or five hundred dollars uh-huh. but this thunder whatever thing was like 200 something I'm, I'm not paying 200 bucks for that but i looked up um i went on the bjj subreddit and looked up um what people said and they're like oh mm-hmm. i bought this brand is like some off brand and people can't even tell the difference between that and the thunder thing so i i bought it, it was like 80 bucks with shipping. okay all right 80 and bucks that's not too bad yes yeah, it works pretty well uh, I've been using it on my neck and shoulders and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely wouldn't spend four hundred bucks on that. Like, if I spent four hundred bucks <laughs> on that, I would, I would have been pissed. I would have been. Well, the thing is, like, I've seen stuff like that before. Like, I go to Asian grocery stores and Korean mm-hmm. grocery and they have that in the massage section. Very similar products to that. I'm like, so what's the difference? That this is just a jackhammer it, or what? <laughs> yeah, it can get pretty intense. So, um, you remember Johnny? He actually rigged up his own with a jigsaw. Uh-huh. Um, oh, oh my god i hope you took the yeah. saw out <laughs> there, there is actually you can actually rig one yourself up for like around 30 bucks if you go to home mm-hmm. depot and get like a jigsaw or um a, not a drill i can't remember what it's like power tools basically right yeah like a solid but the, solid the thing is they, it doesn't have as much of a fine adjustment mm-hmm. to the power and it can get pretty intense like with certain spots you don't want it to go like full speed um <laughs> oh yeah but also it's loud as fuck like <laughs> so this thing is pretty outside you have to go outside in the garage to use it (laughs) so so this thing is um not that loud and you get to adjust it so yeah i think it was worth it um if you get sore or um i was talking to my physical therapist too i was like hey Mm -hmm. what do you think the surgeon said i should get this thing and she's like i work with a lot of um what do you call it college baseball players Mm -hmm. pitchers and they said like everyone in the locker room has one in their bag. So Okay. Yeah, well, it's a new, new hip thing. It's gonna be like the the rolling pins everyone uses now, you know. I have one right here I've now. Been, I have been using it right here. Uh, yeah, see <laughs> everybody using those things now too. Roll out gotta roll out your hammies, you know. Yeah, I have to roll out behind my knee because it's that's where it's been swelling up after I uh-huh. work out. 
Like, you got to break did, up the scar tissue. Yeah, I did yoga this morning and now it's swollen. So <laughs> I, there was this YouTube video. It was like three to six month post-op ACL yoga, whatever, right? So I was uh -huh. like, oh, that sounds just like, I, I don't, I didn't tear my ACL, but it's like another, another ligament. So I started doing it mm -hmm. and she has me like kneeling on the floor and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I gave up after like 10 minutes, but uh -huh. still my knee was like pretty sore from that. So, yeah, it was funny when I hurt my neck, like what, almost two, three years ago when I hurt my, um, I messed up my neck really bad. Actually yoga is the thing that helped me out with my neck exercise yeah. and stretching out and stuff. Yoga was great for me. So, yeah, I would definitely, yeah. if it wasn't for COVID, I would definitely go to a yoga place right now for, and be like, Hey, I, got knee injury like i want to stretch out more and stuff so mm -hmm. yeah but can't do that now so i'll just have to no. stick with you uh sensei youtube yogi master youtube yeah oh. well you can do it on youtube you can look up stuff on amazon you can, uh, i think it may have some stuff on uh, netflix maybe <laughs> yeah yeah you have all yep. kinds of things so, so let's get just a little bit of judo news all right so as some people may know or may not know, as soon as we put up our last video, like that night, I got a notification from USA Judo. You probably, if you're a USA Judo member, you probably got it also, that the IGF canceled the world championships in Tokyo. And I didn't read super into it, but I was like, of course it did. Of course it did. Everything's getting canceled. You know, <laughs> everything. And they post something one day, tomorrow it's canceled. You're making plans and now you don't know. So... I got the I got the email from there is that the world championships are being canceled and the very interesting in November or well, supposed to be in November uh, USA Nationals slash uh, Presence Cup is canceled as well till further notice till next year. Apparently. I think I think they actually canceled it, but then they realized they worded it really poorly. So people thought <laughs> it was postponed. Yeah, they put it. It's like one of those things where like to be determined or yeah. may change date, whatever. And then so they came the back down. They came back out and was like, just to clarify, we canceled yeah. it, not postponed. So, but well, they put that giant picture out there that has a giant canceled on there. So yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't think it's happening after all. They, they're not the best. Whoever they have doing the social media, I'm sorry, but you probably should well, like do something else. It, well, it's really tough because, you know, you, you're trying making these plans to get your members and get your people ready to go compete because they need points. They want to mm -hmm. see how they can do, just want to test themselves. You know, some people are just itching to do some judo, you know? So when I heard about the President's Cup first getting canceled, I was like, all right. So President's Cup's getting canceled. The first tournament I know that was going to happen next year was going to be the rescheduled or the, the 2021 uh, nationals for adults, regular nationals in Reno. Mm -hmm. So I started looking up and I couldn't find anything on it. I couldn't see if it was canceled. I couldn't find that it got rescheduled. Did you hear anything about it, Anthony? Because I couldn't, no, I, didn't I was hear looking anything. for it. I mean, yeah, so they were streaming the, they were streaming the nationals. I didn't hear about it. Like just, mm -hmm. sometimes they post it on Twitter. Sometimes they don't, but yeah, honestly, they, I, I've been saying it for a long time. They really need a, have judo has a marketing problem and they have to up their marketing game in terms of social media and everything it's just yeah yeah just yeah. terrible they redid their website and i hate it by the way like usa <laughs> judo has a new website and i freaking hate it and i mean i i work in that field as a job and it's just some of the worst design choices ever not very user intuitive so 
So USA Jew, if you're hiring at all, he's looking, he'll, he'll, a little side job. <laughs> hey, I'll come, I'll consult for a fee, but. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, along to USA Judo itself. So USA Judo canceled the president's slash Nash, junior nationals, nationals tournament, weird thing, whatever they're going to do, that weird hybrid tournament. They canceled that. I could not find nothing about the regular nationals for 2021 that's supposed to be held in Reno. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's canceled or it's being rescheduled or they just took it down for now. Cause I just, I couldn't find it. Maybe someone else can, cause mm -hmm. it is hard to find stuff on the website sometimes. <laughs> um, other judo news of when it comes to nationals also is that uh, I was looking at the other federations cause in United States, we have USA judo, USJA and USJF. Um, USJA and USJF holds the winter nationals here in Southern California always. And um I thought it was interesting because I was checking the website. They still say on there tentatively, uh, so meaning that it may still happen. They I really don't think it, it is. I don't think it's. Yeah, I've I've talked to other senseis, and I think they're just canceling it. They've talked about moving it to re to no to uh, Nevada. They're going to move to Las Vegas. I think they talked about it, and the price is just going to be too expensive to move it all out there. They talked about bringing it out here just and do it in the Mojave Desert, <laughs> just just <laughs> outside in the heat. In the you yeah. don't know. What's that giant solar panel place you drive by when you go to Vegas? Have it right there, you know? It definitely has a kill of the viruses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of do what UFC is doing with their fight island thing. <laughs> oh, my God. So everybody, like, one weight class each day. It's be like a two-week yep. tournament. <laughs> um, but the French the French senior nationals happen, I think. Uh, Teddy Rainier lost, by the way. I okay. saw posted on Reddit. And um, uh -huh. I think that right now the – senior european cup in uh dubrovnik is happening yeah i saw that yeah. that was supposed to happen today this weekend it was still scheduled yeah. but they only had like maybe 200 members i saw listed like competing yeah 200 people competing or something i'm not sure don't quote me on all this stuff guys you go look up yourself or get your information out there um so yeah so there's still having some tournaments in europe right now they were still scheduled to happen but the big one that comes out with the IGF with all the adults and stuff is the world championships. So mm -hmm. the Olympics got canceled, got moved to next year. And so they're still going to have the world championships two years in a row, I guess, in Tokyo again. And um, like I said, last what was it two weeks ago or what, what not, they announced that uh, Tokyo's, I don't know, was it the governor or the The new prime mayor, minister. The well, new prime yeah. minister. Well, I, I think I can't actually before the new prime minister. So that's another thing, international news. Uh, Japan has a new prime minister. The last prime minister was voted out and he voted in. No, he, he wasn't voted out. He, re, he resigned because yes, of health. Yes. He, was, he was vomiting blood, basically. No, it, it was okay. You know, he had some bad Kool-Aid. <laughs> he had some bad Kool-Aid, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so since he got sick, the Japanese, he resigned. His spot got taken over. But before he resigned, the IGF canceled the tournament out there because Japan said they could not handle within three months notice having all these judo players come in. And we brought up a lot of things. People was like, if you can't handle like what, uh, uh, what 500 judo players, I don't mm -hmm. know how many compete, five, 600 judo players in three months, how are you going to handle a couple million people from around the world coming toward the do? I don't Olympics? know how they're going to do Olympics. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. Personally. And that's a, that's a little less than a year from now, how they're going to do it. Yeah. But, after that happened, they voted a new prime minister, and new prime ministers now release uh, easing restrictions to allow foreigners now to come to Japan to visit because they need that, you know, that foreign money. investment. Yeah, their Japanese visit. government's paying people to travel. I think I, I yeah. didn't 
I saw the headline. I didn't read the article, but I don't know if they're paying foreigners or whether they're paying people in Japan within Japan to travel within Japan. So. I think it's a thing of like they're supplementing hotels and stuff to discount rates. Yeah. But here's the thing that the one thing that I saw it wasn't to go to Tokyo, it wasn't going to Osaka. It was like for more rural areas. Like I, I would do that. I think the most biggest place was like to go to Hokkaido, not Hokkaido. It was um, Nagoya, I think maybe or Nagoya? something. Okay. Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind going to Nagoya. I'd do some judo out there. It's great. Beautiful they, out there. Yeah, I would go there. There's, um, they are known for their nabe, like their hot mm-hmm. pot, the Nagoya style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would, I would totally do it. But that's a trip right to now. go next year or this year, I guess, yeah. after the new year. Yep, best time to go. <laughs> Cheap flights. Hopefully everything calms down then. But yeah, yeah. so people stay you know you gotta stay in tune you gotta see what's going on check the reddits check all the websites check the instagrams check everything to see what's happening because what i tell you right now what me and Anthony talk about right now in a few hours from now might be wrong again it happened like, the last two episodes you said something and then like the day after yeah. it's like canceled because yeah, like we'll do the podcast <laughs> and then like, it takes like a little time to edit you know a couple of days sometimes <laughs> Put it out there. It's like, oh, already wrong. <laughs> we should put a disclaimer in the front. <laughs> this has already changed. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's a little bit of judo news right now. All right. No tournaments happening for the most part. Please stay tuned. Let's see what happens. So a couple episodes ago, me and Anthony talked about this new thing that USA Judo was doing. The what is it called? The AJDM. AJDM. American Judo Development Model. All right. And By after. Well, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Oh, it's it's by the the three judo federations that you're mentioning. So, yeah, yeah. So after reviewing it, we we looked at the paperwork, what they released already, and stuff. And I read it. He read it. And I thought that I came to the conclusion that if you were a brand new black belt, going to open up your own gym, or maybe you're a brown belt that's becoming a going to become an assistant instructor or want to become a main instructor, I think it's really good to have something to look at. And I think this is nice. But if you're already a seasoned black belt, a seasoned instructor, you've been doing this for a while, this is very similar and a lot of the same stuff you're going to hear at the Winter Nationals Coaches Tournament, Summer Nationals Coaches Tournament, or the USA Judo Coaches Tournament, or any just coaches class you're going to go to. You're going to hear a lot of the same stuff over and over again. I think it's nice that they put a little packet together for you to look at, but it's nothing new, in my opinion. Unless you're a brand new, unless you're like a brand new black belt and you move to a rural area and you want to open up your own gym, yeah, that's how I feel. To look at, you know, um, like I, I've never taken. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Or you... No, no, I'm saying if you move to a place that needs judo and you're like, you know what, I want to start a gym, but I don't know how. You know, I'm a high-ranking mm-hmm. brown belt, or I check out my black belt, or maybe I got my second degree black belt and I want to continue doing judo, but I don't know how to coach. This is something very good to look at, and a very interesting thing that you don't have to go to a class, like you don't have to go travel somewhere. You can do the class online. I think Anthony, you said you did in like 45 minutes, you know, your lunch break. No, it took like an hour. Oh, an hour. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. 15 minutes more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took it like an hour. Um, yeah, I took it, but it was, it, it's exactly what you said, right? If you don't know much about judo or you're not like a seasoned uh, instructor, I think it's a great thing because it talks a lot about, um, well, not a lot, but it goes over the basics of coaching and sports psychology and um, different learning uh, different ways people learn, but mm-hmm. I had a little bit of issue with how they were instructing that. Cause if you actually read some, I read a lot of our research papers on coaching and mm-hmm. just for fun, not, I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but there's conflicting studies about the whole theory behind, um, 
visual versus audio versus like um learning by doing like they kind of tell you that some people are like, oh, I'm a visual learner, so I need to like see everything done or something, right? But mm-hmm. in reality, there's really little evidence that people are like that. And okay. if, for the little bit of evidence that there is, I think people are a, a combination. So in the end, you're going to have to teach using a combination of all three anyway. You're not mostly. Well, I don't know how you could do judo just being audio just an audio yeah. judo there's an yeah. audio judo book so you step in here cross your feet yeah that's the extreme your leg extreme up case <laughs> yeah so they, they talk about stuff like that and nutrition safety how to not get sued like basically don't like don't be in the same room with a kid on a like make sure there's another adult <laughs> in the room or um how don't be inappropriate in a certain sense so yeah. stuff like that which i think if you need to take a course on it to <laughs> to know that i feel like you have other issues but regardless um i i wouldn't pay 30 bucks for it like they kind to me this is my personal opinion they marketed mm-hmm. it as um how to be a good coach kind of thing yeah but i think i would have gotten more out of it if i bought like a book on coaching soccer or basketball or something was i think i would have gotten more out of it um now with the class you took, like you're saying they have a visual and stuff. Is there a lot of video? Is it a lot of video presentations and showing yeah, it? Or is so it a lot of like, read this bullet point, read that bullet no, point? That, so it's basically, it's basically, um, imagine like a PowerPoint slide mm-hmm. animated with a guy talking, reading it to you. That's okay. So it's a PowerPoint that's how slide. It was. So, okay. That's, that's kind of what it was like. And <laughs> the, the funny thing is I, I know I might be wrong, but it seems like they took a very general, video that's that's used for other sports uh-huh and then the beginning <laughs> segment and the end segment they had a guy put on a usa judo jacket and <laughs> like, <laughs> not even a judo gi yeah, but on well, a jacket yeah, <laughs> like the the ones you see that they sell for at the usa nationals um uh-huh. the sweat um the sports jacket the one with the mizuno uh-huh. the red red and blue one yeah yeah so yeah you you know if you any of you take this course you notice that he wear the guy who's talking wears that jacket in the beginning and the end of the video and in the begin in the middle he's wearing a white like polo shirt if i remember so i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, i i know when you told me this it reminded me of a scene of um so if you ever watch spider-man i believe it's spider-man homecoming and he's at the gym and their coach is showing him a video of captain america mm-hmm. being about like why fitness is so good and why fitness works so captain america so he's watching his monitor and captain america goes my good friend, your coach faces this way, <laughs> but the guy's standing on this side of the TV. So my good friend, blah, 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 insert name. <laughs> yeah. So the, I also noticed it because in the beginning and the end of the video, they're like, hey, welcome to taking this American judo development model by the USA mm-hmm. judo and USJF and all that stuff. But in the middle, they never, ever mentioned the word judoka or judo or anything. It's very general terms. Mm-hmm. Um, now I might be wrong because I think the white polo shirt that he wore was a Mizuno polo shirt, which would okay. make sense for other sh- sports. So maybe oh. they recorded this in preparation of reusing that footage for other sports. Like maybe it, it they could made be done, it for judo, but then they might reuse it for well, something else. Well, Mizuno makes like volleyball stuff, track stuff. Yeah. Um, the two main they make, they make swimming stuff too, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, to us, we hear Mizuno, we totally think judo geese. That's our first yep. thing. 
Yeah, I remember so, I saw a guy one time at work on set. He had a Mizuno backpack. I was like, "Hey, man, you do judo?" And he's like, uh, "No, I I do I do, I rent this track." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay, my bad." <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, like that. It's basically that. I feel like you could have taken that course for any sports. It's not mm-hmm. very judo specific. Yeah, but they said they're supposed to be uh, in person class that comes with this one in the future mm-hmm. so maybe this is just an intro um okay and then that in-person class might be more mat work related and judo specific stuff so if it's going into how to teach break balls to kids properly mm-hmm. or how to handle kids because i think a lot of people i've read on reddit believe that the way that we teach judo to adults is like very similar to how we teach it to kids and it should be like totally separate but yeah so mm-hmm. if it gets into that kind of stuff then I, th- I can see more value in that 30 dollars but um yeah I, I feel like i took a hit for a team just to take it just so <laughs> i can say i took it and i can say I yeah can say something give your opinion it. on it yeah. yeah so would you say because when we looked at the pdf stuff the, the files the actual reading they had a lot of individual things for judo, like you should train this many times a day. You should add this workout right here. You should do this type of rest. And like when you when you teach a youth class, this much should be of uh, on the mat. This much should be games. So would you oh, say the talk, paperwork is more about, geared towards yeah. judo? Yeah, a lot the, more. But the, the that video was not geared towards. The video judo was nothing all. like that. Yeah, nothing like huh. that. They do okay. they do make references to it, like they talk about how oh when you teach kids you gotta play games and like their attention span is like not as long as like to talk about stuff like that basically mm-hmm. but i mean i knew that before like I, you you just kind of know people tell you that and senseis tell you that and you kind of just know when you teach kids like why can't they pay attention for more than 10 minutes you know <laughs> so you got to make a game of it when you teach you yeah. you got to make a game of it it's funny because um i just re-upped my um safe sport and my uh, mm-hmm. concussion thing i just watched did this, that video like maybe a week or two ago also as I was noticing that the safe sport this year, safe sport, I don't know if it was last year's stream, I didn't notice, but this year's was a lot more reading this year. It was a lot of like yeah. just watching the video, read everything. I didn't have a lot of video actually this year. It was yeah. just like read, read, read. They made me make an account too, which I didn't like. Yeah, that's not, that, so that, that was new then. That wasn't something I forgot last yeah. year then. That was new. Okay. So yeah, when I taken the safe sport this year, it was just a lot of reading. And for me, like I, when I read stuff, so I, I like to go over two or three times and make sure I understand it, make sure I get it. Where if I watch a video, I kind of, I feel that I learn it faster because it's being told to me directly. Mm-hmm. If I read it, you know, you might change a word in your head and read something really quickly. Yeah. So yeah. So when I did that, there was just a lot of reading. I was like, man, I hope I'm getting everything right, which I passed the class. So I got that good, you know, but I thought the CDC was a much better one for the concussions because I had a lot of videos showing what was going to go on showing how you can get hurt showing what to do and stuff i I like that one a lot better but that's me personally Mm -hmm. and even though those also are not geared towards judo they did talk a little bit about judo since it was a well it was more of a rounded uh, thing of um all the sports that usa judo does all the olympic sports pretty much but they talk a little bit about judo which i did like they talked i think they talked that steward's more about basketball i think but they did talk a little bit about throwing and kids getting hurt falling Mm -hmm. that way yeah so the fact that I took them what two years to come up with that <laughs> had me a little worried. Like, yeah, I don't know, but well, it's that... one of the things where everybody has to sign off on it. Everybody has to look at it and sign off on it. And I remember you and another person both told me that's very similar to what they have in Canada and France in France already. Like, it's yeah. almost like what they took from them. 
Yeah, I sent I sent to, I sent you some of the documents. Uh, yeah, no, you online. sent it to me. So yeah. I looked at it like, oh, it is it is very similar. Actually, if you yeah. didn't tell me that, I wouldn't know because I'm not looking at the French or Canadian yeah. stuff. You know, I, I'm always looking at it. And one thing I can't find is the Japanese what they do. Everything uh, they do secret. is secret. It's a secret. <laughs> they don't want no one to know. All right. <laughs> well, that's but, that's the thing. Like when we go when we went to Japan to practice, and they're like, yeah, we don't really take pictures in the dojo. It's mm-hmm. kind of frowned upon. We don't allow videos. I'm like, okay, that that totally makes sense. So yeah, well, that's how like for our dojo, Sensei Fleet doesn't like people taking videos in class. Doesn't like people taking pictures in class because he has that competition mentality where he doesn't want other dojos or other comp- competitors that see what oh, so and so is working on their uchimata a lot. Okay, so they're gonna try to do the uchimata. Yeah. Like, oh, I noticed that they're a Harajigoshi guy now. So if I ever see him in a tournament. I'm gonna go to Hayagoshi. Mm-hmm. He's very much like that. And I get it, you know. And, but my thing is I, I get it the competition wise, but my thing is like I don't like people's inv- uh, um invasion of privacy. Yeah. Because I'll see people set up a secret cam, not a secret cam, but they'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna put my camera right here, my water bottle. It's like I can see your recording right now. Okay. Yeah. When you're at the dojo, you know, people feel comfortable, people feel like it's their second home. They may do something, they may say something, they may pick their butt or pick their nose. Yeah. Now it's on camera and you might go post a thing, oh, whatever. And you might give them a bad name or a bad look now. Yeah. So I, I try to do it when everyone's like after class or mm-hmm. open mat time when there's less people. And then I ask my partner, hey, you mind if I record this? Cause I want to like work on my Uchimata and see what like I did wrong. And so, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. But at the same time, I don't think Japan has a judo advertising problem. That, <laughs> and I mean, if you look at BJJ, how they market themselves, like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, like mm-hmm. all that stuff is a huge part of it is people going, hey, look, I'm like doing something with my life and I'm getting fit and healthy and training jujitsu and stuff. So I feel like judo is missing out a lot on that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I, now we're going off topic talking about something else, but <laughs> no, I, I feel you on that. We always, we always talk about how Judo needs to advertise more. And back when we, the dojo was open, I used to put it videos, not videos, but I put up photos at least, at least a couple of times a week of showing us what we're doing. Like, Hey, look, it's mm-hmm. a full class. We're doing this today, or we're doing this type of workout. It's just trying to get people out there to see what we're doing, see what Judo is, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, we, we started doing Judo in the park and we had a few people come by and ask us, ask us about it. So. I, I've always been saying we should do like once a month at the park or at the beach or something, right? It's funny you so. bring that up because now Sensei Gary, that's one of the head instructors of our dojo, the yeah. headmaster and stuff, and Sensei Philippe are both now coming around to that because they start talking about that. I think it was this week or last week. They both said, <laughs> you know, maybe we should start doing a class once a week or not once a week, but like once a month in the park. We do judo in the park. We have a barbecue or a picnic or something. We should do that. And I was like, like, didn't Anthony bring this up before? <laughs> I could have swore Anthony said this and it was like, oh no, that's dumb. That's stupid. That's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Oh, I don't like it. Now during the pandemic time, it's like, you know, it's nice, fresh air. Well, LA air <laughs> with all the fires. <laughs> when I was living in uh, Austin, the, um, the 10th planet jujitsu there, they would like go in the, the lawn in front of the state capitol and do jujitsu there. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we can do that here. I go in front of a Well, the city hall, no, there's no grass in front of city hall, but there is a park next door. <laughs> do it in Griffith Park. <laughs> go to Griffith Park. Um, you could, you could actually do it totally in Griffith Park. Lots yeah, of do it on the Hollywood sign. We can hike up there. <laughs> hike. There's a fence around there. That I do Hollywood not recommend judo. Hollywood judo doing hey, look at us. judo and Hollywood sign. That's totally the right thing to do. 
All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But going back on topic now to the classes that we talked about concussion, safe sport and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I said, from what, even what you told me, I think it's not, I think it's not fleshed out yet. Like if they're getting a video, that's a generic video of someone talking about broad things. It's not meant for judo. And I feel bad that you wasted your money on it, but you said you, Mm -hmm. you bite the bullet to help us out. And I appreciate it. But yeah, once you get in the nitty gritty of actually teaching and talking about judo, then it becomes something. Hey, like I, I stuff, didn't say it was a waste of money. I'm going to start getting random shitos in my judo tournaments. <laughs> you don't compete anyways. I compete. <laughs> I'm going to get on the mat, bout, wrong bout, shito. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going uh, my yeah. stuff over here. Go ahead. <laughs> But in my, <laughs> so in my opinion, it sounds to me like if you get download the PDF, read that, you actually get more than taking the class. Yeah, from I think <laughs> what I'm trying to say is not a waste of money. Honestly, uh-huh. it's not a waste of money. Seriously, though, um, I think they need to set the, set sec, set the expectations better. Like uh-huh. market it and saying this is what you're getting out of it. And by, by the end of the course, I should know what I'm getting out of the course going into it. Mm-hmm. And then coming back out, I should be like, okay, so I did get what I expected. Versus okay. right now, that thing you were talking about, about um, the, the the framework, the overview that they, they listed. Yeah, which, yeah, by yeah. the way, I, I, I asked um, Dave Roman from the other podcast, I asked him like, hey, have you guys like uh, went to that meeting? Because I overslept that day. I didn't attend the, the AJDM announcement meeting. And he's like, yeah, like they were reluctant to share the the outline at first mm-hmm. until a bunch of people started asking like we don't know what we're paying for so why would you not release one and then they're finally yeah. like oh, okay fine we'll release an outline okay. so we wouldn't have gotten that if people didn't ask for it um but now i feel like that outline doesn't even match sync up what, and match sync, the... yeah i mean get, given they could have they could go over that in the second class like i mentioned but uh-huh. as of right now i feel like what i got out of it was totally different from what they advertise so mm. Which well, isn't me, useless, it, yeah. It sounds like that too. Like if the PDF, the all the paperwork, the framework stuff, all this stuff you read, it looks great. It sounds pretty good in my opinion too. But again, like say stuff that you should know already if you're a seasoned coach. And if you're telling me that that's not what you're gonna get when you pay your thirty bucks to go to this class and watch the video for an hour or whatnot, how long is it gonna take you? And, oh, and here's another thing: once you watch the video, is it unlimited times or is it a one-time viewing? Oh, I can go back and watch it again right now. Okay, so you can at least watch it unlimited time. So it's not that bad, I guess. Yeah. But they're not even talking about judo. They're not talking about it's a broad video talking about sports in general. I don't, it. it's apples and oranges you're giving me here. Yeah, so again, it's about expectations, I think. So if Mm -hmm. I saw, if they advertised it properly and I read it, I would have been like, okay, this is not for me. I I don't need to know that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe someone... Like you said, a brown belt who's trying to, which on Reddit someone was asking, saying like, "Hey, I will. I live in a rural place and I want to start my own, own club at, here, yeah. at spread judo." And he has like no resources and no help, and he doesn't know where the closest um, black belt is that can help him do promotions or give him help him start a club. Mm-hmm. That so if he maybe this is for him, right? So, yeah. but if he looks at it, he'll be like, okay, this is way out of my league. I'm not going to take that course. Cause I, I'm, yeah. I don't know any of this crap. Yeah. So maybe it's for him. So I feel like advertising it properly is important. And 
with that said, I think the the money that we pay for the membership fees, that's what it should be going towards, which is training new coaches, helping them set up new dojos and clubs, giving resources, making a website, advertising, marketing, all that stuff. That's what our mm-hmm. membership should go towards, not for a better word, not to go towards half-ass funding athletes. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I wish they full, funded. We're not, that that's a whole different subject and thing that I'm willing to get into. I don't care. I'll get into and stuff. I think the USA judo athletes are willfully underfunded and they're unsupported the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I heard from interviews from past members and stuff and their podcasts or just interviews online, I think they're underfunded. I think that they need better help and better structure personally. And I don't mind my money going to them. What I do mind is <laughs> I hate talking about this story, but there was a story of a member. There was a guy that was a member of our judo club a long, long time ago, like this a while ago, a long, long time ago. And I, I don't know if he's just talking out of his ass. He could have been, he could have been talking about his ass. He could have been true. But what he said is that they were going to send him because a pseudo celebrity too, pseudo celebrity, mm-hmm. that kind of famous. They're going to send him to the world championships as a USA, as a USA judo representative, representing American stuff. What and you're about gonna... to say is easily searchable on Google, by the way. So, is it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I don't know if you want to continue with the story, but. All I'll just say is that they paid for a bunch of his stuff, helped him out, did all the stuff. And then like the next month later, Travis Stevens put out a video about like, he can't afford to go to tournaments because he can't afford to just train to go to Tokyo, to go to Europe, to train, to do all the stuff that he can't afford that. But USA Judo can pay for this guy to go to Europe as a representative of USA Judo, which really pissed me off. He doesn't even do judo anymore. Think, yeah, right? he's just, he's one of those, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really do judo anymore, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that stuff makes me mad that we should be supporting our players, supporting the people re- representing yeah, us. I'm, I'm not saying we out, shouldn't you know? give money to, if we had the money to fully support the players, I feel like that's what we should do. But yeah, right now we're half-ass funding some of the athletes. Some of, I feel like it's wasting money, basically, in a sense. Yeah which could be better spent elsewhere. And I think that's thinking in the long term versus thinking in the short term. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's no, like no, people want toward... results now, you know, if you yeah, buy some going... crash pads and open up a community center, they see that now, but you got to invest in the players. So in the future, yep. when we have a world champion or someone that's going to the Olympics and has a chance in meddling, you know, yep. you got to think so, about future investments. Yeah. That it should be going towards helping people open dojos, advertising on that stuff. But now it's going towards that. And, what else hosting tournaments that are honestly not that well attended because i mean <laughs> well that, that's another episode <laughs> we can do about tournaments. and I, I would love to talk about tournaments too like i don't mind getting heat from people i don't mind people don't don't like what i'm saying yeah. i'm just gonna say my opinion and it might be blunt sometimes so that might be another future podcast we just discuss tournaments and just yeah you know i competed in wrestling i competed in taekwondo i competed in karate growing up i competed in judo and just seeing the way they all are done wrestling's done really well you know mm-hmm. judo's done okay but can use a lot of fixing bjj tournaments i've been to to see my friends compete ran very well you know yeah just- i can go i can go to a bjj tournament and it's well run and i don't have to pay a membership fee well unless it's ibjjf tournament but most bjj tournaments i don't have to pay a membership fee for it to run like i get given the tournaments a little more expensive ranges from 50 to 80 dollars and i mean usa nationals and all that stuff costs around that that anyway right yeah so it's doable i think the membership fee should be going towards growing judo and not especially if you think about how many adults actually compete in america which is Mm -hmm. not that much so what are all these people paying the 
the membership for. They're not getting anything mm. back. So because I'm investigating reporting needs to be done here. I need to call what's a local report. I'm not doing it. So yeah. So that's our take on the guy. I can't even remember the name of this damn thing. AJDM. AJDM. We hey, said we AJDM me. We said we were going to keep it short, but it's been pretty. We kind of went off on a tangent. So oh, yeah. So um, do you want to talk about another subject? Or do you want to continue on this one? Uh, yeah, I, I think we can talk a bit about the other subject. Well, whatever. Right. We'll do a long episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. It's the marathon episodes again. I I apologize for it. we just start talking. So the other thing I was going to get into is something I get from new students also, people that get interested in doing judo or they just see other combat sports is, of course, judo and MMA. Why don't we see a lot of judo and MMA? Uh, why isn't judo um, shown more in MMA? Why is it not effective? Does it not work? Do you need a gi? And in my opinion is that... Um, no, you don't need a gi. I know I have, I'll get in arguments with other black belts and other friends of mine that are judo players like, oh, you can't do judo without a gi. Judo MMA is so ineffective. No, it's not. Old school, watch Carl Parisian, okay? Yeah. Look at Ronda Rousey. Look what Kayla Harris is doing right now, okay? Look what Yoshida did in Japan with a gi and without a gi, okay? You do not need a gi to do judo. You just need to have, know how to do grips correctly. See, that's, I think it's, again, there's a marketing problem, right? Because mm -hmm. people don't, Right. I, I think I see judo and MMA all the time, but yeah, I see bad judo. I see some really yeah. bad judo and MMA all the time. So people just don't recognize it's, it as judo. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a hip toss or, oh, well, it's a leg sweep. You know, <laughs> well, it's like any throw in any throw in MMA. That's a hip toss, hip throw, Taitoshi, Ipozanagi, Koshiguruma, or any Ashiwaza. Any of Ashiwazas really, but any of the big hip throws would be like, mm -hmm. oh, look at judo throw. Oh man, that judo throw. Amazing judo throw. <laughs> they don't yeah, know the names. So, but it's like all grappling, like how what makes judo different from sambo and BJJ and wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. It's the rules, the sports. In the end, you're, yeah. you're all like it's all grappling. Yeah. So in a sense, even if someone was training wrestling and he does like a, a hip throw, then he's still doing some a technique that's like used throughout From, all types of like grappling right so it, yeah well it's sense, okay. grappling is judo and um like okay that's a very, very basic thing Murotogari, okay mm -hmm. double leg wrestling has a double leg it's one of their main moves judo has double leg it's not done a whole lot but we have a double leg in our in our in our style sambo has double leg in their style mm -hmm. brazilian jiu-jitsu also has double leg okay double leg is found in all these martial arts you go into koshiguruma a head throw it's in mm -hmm. all these martial arts also but when you see it there are slight differences about how people do it like if i yep. did a, if i did a head throw in wrestling it's much more power base yeah i'm you can use my hips as much i'm not those are the Kibushi. slight things that people can't tell but again yeah. i think the the marketing is what people are like when they see it they're like oh that's wrestling that's mm -hmm. brazilian like to see an arm bar that's brazilian jiu-jitsu even though there's arm bars in judo so oh, yeah it's it's a marketing problem, I think. Again, well, it's, so. it uh, was it a couple weeks ago. Daniel Cormier was uh, doing broadcast on a fight. It was mm -hmm. a while ago now. Maybe we talked about it before. A guy was trying to do a, a harayagoshi with an overhook or a wizard, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. And Daniel Cormier is like, "Oh, look at that!" Because he's a wrestler, yeah. he's gonna call it a wizard throw. He's trying <laughs> to get that wizard throw right there. Trying to get that wizard throw, and everybody else is like, 
Haragoshi. He tried to do a terrible Haragoshi. He's like, grab that other wrist right there and throw him for Haragoshi and lower that leg a little. But so what? as a wrestler, he sees it like, oh, it's a wizard throw, wizard throw. I'm like, no, it's not. So you you wrestled and you fought in MMA matches, right? Yeah. So how, when in your head, are when are you like, okay, I'm going to do a judo technique or I'm going to mm-hmm. do this wrestling technique? Like, let's say you're you're doing a hip throw or a double leg. Mm-hmm. Do you, in your mind does it go like I'm about to do a, a, a wrestling double leg versus a Murotagari? Um, well, in my head, if I'm doing a double leg, I'm doing a wrestling double leg, because but because I know the difference. It's like if I do mm-hmm. a traditional judo double leg, I'm picking the guy up and tossing him in the air. Yeah. In a wrestling double leg, I'm holding the back of the legs. Okay, I'm snaking my hands around, so I'm grabbing the back of the legs right here. I'm picking the guy up using my head and flipping over onto the ground, keeping the contact with the legs the entire time. You know, holding him okay. to my body, holding him down. But I don't think, like, okay, I'm going to use judo. Oh, I'm going to use a jujitsu now. I'm going to use uh, a wrestling now. Yeah, you're, oh, you're incorporating into your game. So it's, it's just, like, it's just yeah. what I do and what I know. I'm just using the best technique to my style to what I what I can do. You know. So do do you agree when people say like back to the original question like yeah. you don't see judo in MMA? Well, I think we see judo is just that people don't attribute to it, or maybe they learned it through another sport. Yeah, I think that's how it is exactly. You know, it's like um, Khabib, okay? Mm-hmm. Khabib Nurmagomedov, one of the best fighters in the world right now. People love Khabib. Khabib has a black belt in judo, but because his his basis is mostly Sambo, and he talks about Sambo, he doesn't talk about judo mm-hmm. that much. Everybody's like, oh, Khabib's a great wrestler, a great Sambo guy. Well, he's actually also a great judo guy. He has a black belt in judo. There's videos online of him training judo. But they're not going to say, oh, it's a great judo throw right there. The only time they're going to say it's a great judo throw is that the person says that's their base. That's what they do. Like Ronda Rousey, Kayla Harrison, you know, Um, Hector Lombard and stuff Mm -hmm. back in the day when he used to use judo in his fights before he got into love and boxing, you know. All those Ashigurumas that he did was beautiful. Yeah, you know, or like um, Akiyama. Akiyama used to get great throws back in the day until he fell in love with his kicks and hands and stuff. And in the UFC, he used some great foot sweeps on people. Which, if you do a foot sweep on somebody, you do an Ashiwaza again, the announcers will be like, oh, it's a great foot sweep, but they're not going to say it's they, a judo foot call, sweep. They don't even call it a sweep, but most of the time they call it a leg trip. A leg trip or something, you know? So I don't, it's it's a weird thing because judo's in MMA all the time. You mm-hmm. see people go for headlock, head and arm throws, headlock throws and stuff. They would call, oh, Koshiguruma, Haragoshi. But because it's not called judo, and especially you'll see judo people fight in MMA, do a throw, and then they don't say, oh, they're doing great Nawaza technique right yeah. there. They'll immediately go into, jiu-jitsu. oh, they'll say his BJJ. And I, I hate hearing jujitsu because it just makes you think of guys in black hakamas <laughs> and white gi tops. And it's like, that's what I, when I still say jujitsu, that's what I think of. <laughs> I'm like, there's no hakamas in there. <laughs> well, back, back in the day, jujitsu was like kind of saying kung fu. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Kung Fu was attributed to Chinese martial arts, and then Jiu-Jitsu was mm-hmm. attributed to Japanese martial arts. So, yeah, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, this guy, this famous guy in history did um, Jiu-Jitsu, like BJJ. He must have learned BJJ, right? Uh-huh. Or, or Japanese Jiu-Jitsu or something." But most of the time, it's actually Judo. They just mm-hmm. use that term interchangeably. But well, I've seen that happen when people have come to the dojo, or I've been in other gyms and stuff where. Some will say, oh, I did jujitsu. And immediately people think, oh, actually, it happened at her own gym. It was a very yeah. funny story about it. I'm not going to name any names. 
but a guy came in that did traditional Japanese jujitsu. He and... actually teaches next door now. So <laughs> came in and one of the guys thought that he was a BJJ guy yep. threw the crap out of him and was like, Oh, well let's do some Nawaza stuff. And he's like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Let's do some Nawaza stuff. It's like, I thought you said a jujitsu guy. I was like, yeah, I do blah, blah, blah. Jujitsu. Something. Oh, jujitsu. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you did BJJ or Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Like I would have said Gracie or BJJ if I did that. <laughs> it is confusing a little bit, but um, <laughs> martial arts stuff gets real confusing sometimes. So I think when you look at people, like, let's say a punch or like a strike, right? Let's just mm-hmm. say a jab, jab, cross hook combo. People mm-hmm. don't tend to dif- differentiate saying like, oh, that's a, a Muay Thai boxing style or uh, well, they look at the guard, right? The guard is how they differentiate, but they don't look at the strike itself and say, this is boxing, this is Muay Thai, this is left way or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that's like a, a little pet peeve of mine is where a karate guy, you'll have like Wonder Boy or Leota Machida doing a front kick or even George St. Pierre mm-hmm. do a front kick, doing a traditional karate front kick, toe, not toes pulled back, ball the foot going into the person's gut, a front kick. And then now they'll go, that's an amazing teat right there. That's a fantastic teat. And it's like, that's not a teat, bro. A teat is a push kick. It's yeah. totally different. But because everyone does Muay Thai or maybe Dutch kickboxing, American style kickboxing, they're not going to say, they're not going to say front kick, even if it is like a, like putting the ball of foot just right in the guy's gut right there to get that front kick power into them. They'd be like, oh, amazing teat. Nah, man. Not a teat. Sorry. <laughs> I think the teeps are underused in MMA, but I, I don't train MMA, so maybe there's a, a reason for it. But I, I yeah. see it when, when it is used, it's really effective in keeping pushing distance. Keeping yeah, because it's, it's a push someone. kick. You're getting distance yeah. from a guy, you know? And if you, you hit, really actually, you, you don't see a lot. You're, they call them all the time. They'll say they're yeah. teats, but they're really not. They're just front kicks. A if, lot of people if you hit the right spot, kicks. you knock the wind out of someone too. So yeah, I, I love teeps. They're one of my favorite um, striking techniques. Um, but yeah, so... I think basically most fan MMA fans out there don't train or are casual or um, so they'd like to classify it based off of things that are very easy to notice. Mm-hmm. But I, like we were saying, like the throw itself doesn't make it judo, right? Because you still see it in other. You see it any many throws. There's many yeah. throws. There's many throws in many different martial arts. So for me, if you remove the 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 doorway, like the martial aspect of mm-hmm. like the mutual benefit and minimum effort all that kind of stuff from judo i think what makes a technique judo in mma or whatever is exploiting someone's kazushi like their their movement their off balancing mm-hmm. their structural weaknesses their posture like exploiting that and feel getting a feel for it that's what i think makes it judo mm-hmm. so if i see someone do a leg sweep or something in in mma i don't automatically call it like oh that's a judo technique like especially if they power their way through it. Like they just really like, Oh, like, yeah. Kick, yeah. kick their way through a leg sweep. I, I don't, to me, that's not judo, you know, like uh-huh. any strong person can do that's never trained. Any sort of grappling can probably do that. If they're really, if they're strong enough on a small enough person. So that's my, well, remember there's supposed to be similar sides and height and weight in MMA so yeah. category, weight categories. Even but when, you, when you see them like break their posture down force them to to move and then just like sweep their legs off of them that's when you're like oh that's mm-hmm. that's judo that guy probably trained judo before so yeah didn't let a judo or maybe their their brazilian jiu-jitsu coach did a little bit of judo because you get a lot of that where yeah. you have a guy 
like a guy, a friend of mine that I like that I work out with right now, he's a judo brown belt, but a BJJ black belt. And I know when he teaches, he tells me he mixes stuff together. And I try to help him out with like, try to sharpen things up that he's teaching to people. Cause what happens that I see is that, um, as you see it's in MMA all the time, I always go with Harai Goshi. Okay, Harai Goshi is yeah. a great throw. But if you get taught by the wrong person, Harai Goshi, you're gonna try to sweep the leg right at the knee. And what's gonna happen, you're gonna slide your leg up, you're gonna end up at the hip and you're not gonna throw the person. There's a little trick with Harai Goshi and this is how I do, it's the way I teach. I aim right down by the ankle pretty much because as I'm throwing and lifting the person up, my leg's gonna hook onto their, the bottom of their knee, they're gonna hook onto that part and that's what sweeps them over. And like that's why you see people they'll learn that technique from somebody that doesn't exactly know it you know they don't go to a judo school they're not going to sambo schools and teach them exactly how to do it they'll someone learned it at a seminar or saw it it's like oh i can do that but you have to learn how to do things correctly so when you put judo in mma it can be effective it can work it just you have to know what you're doing and i hate to say like you have to be taught by the right person but you're taught by somebody that knows what they're doing you know yeah one one of the I mean, I don't blame people for not training judo for MMA because you get a lot more training partners if you go the wrestling route or jujitsu route mm-hmm. versus going the judo route. Like how many, Yeah, we, we already talked about how not enough people are doing judo here, especially yeah. old, older people, right? So if I had to pick, I'd probably pick, like if my career was on the line, but like my, my livelihood is based upon it, I'd probably pick wrestling or jujitsu too because just because of the amount of training partners I can I have available for me. And it's also like judo places don't do a lot of no-gi judo. I know mm-hmm. I like to do it sometimes. Like I'll play around with people. I'll teach stuff sometimes. But even at our dojo, like it's always gi. We don't have like a no-gi day or a no-gi we, class. We do it or, after class sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I said after class. Well, but that's like a few people. Like, I want to work on some no-gi stuff and we'll go over it. Well, this is how you get the underhook here. You get an overhook here or you get wrist control here. Get around the head there. And I'll teach it and show it. But I don't have like a whole class time to do it. And if you did, that would have to be, I think, at an MMA school. Yeah, That would be like, well, okay, we're having a no-gi class today, guys. And I'm not talking about no-gi BJJ. I'm talking about a no-gi judo class. Yeah. You know? but I think end, judo could be – but what would you say? Oh, in the end, I think if you cross-train enough, enough sports and arts, you kind of see overlaps. Like mm-hmm. wrestling, jiu-jitsu, they all talk about posture control, whether it's like mm-hmm. on the floor, standing up. It's all, they talk about posture, getting people's – balance off their base their hips their center like they're getting their hips moving or Mm -hmm. getting your hips moving and there's only so many ways that you can move the human body (laughs) hey bruce lee used to say that like there's only so many ways you can move the body and only so many ways you can fight everyone has two arms and two legs okay we're not fighting aliens here or people with like five arms or anything or six arms so but yeah, I think judo is used in MMA all the time. It's maybe not looked and seen as judo unless you're a judo person or judo player. And I think judo is very effective in MMA when used correctly. But it does always come down to the thing of like, you have to learn it that way. You have to be taught that way. And most judo clubs don't. That's thing that sucks about it. It doesn't. So you train catch too, right? So yeah. how well, how would you identify a catch wrestling move then? Because I, I, I was watch, listening to Rural's podcast and he would always say like, oh, people say this is catch, that's catch, and but they're all, that, that's not catch. But I, I don't think I've ever heard him explain like what is catch. So if people don't know, um, I'm a member of Catch Wrestling Alliance. That's, um, and my instructor is Raul. I don't know what Raul's last name is on top of my head, actually. But you can find Raul, him on, 
<laughs> just Raul Raul. Uh, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. You just look up Catch Wrestling Alliance. And he's a guy I've been training with for maybe two and a half years now. And I started doing catch wrestling because I wanted to broaden my grappling styles. Like I've been doing judo, specific judo for like close to 15 years now. Like I would go train at other clubs for fun. Like I would go to BJJ club and stuff. And that's pretty much it for the most part. But I wanted to add something, do something different. And I came and I came across catch wrestling. People don't know is catchers catch can wrestling, old school British wrestling, which became American rest, catch wrestling as well, which became what we call a freestyle and folk style. And when it became freestyle and folk style, which you know is Olympic wrestling, it's basically it's the same thing, except they took out all the submissions. They took out the arm, the arm bars, the heel hooks, the knee bars, the, the chokes. Um, chokes, what they call uh, kimuras or jujikatames, udikatames, americanas, face crank. Well, you can actually still do a face crank in wrestling, just have a secret about it. <laughs> but um, so when people talk about catch wrestling, it is think of Olympic style freestyle wrestling or folk style wrestling or Greco wrestling. It's all it's all that wrestling right there, except you have submissions and they're what's called unorthodox submissions because of stuff that people aren't used to seeing anymore. You know, people aren't used to getting double leg and immediately going to a heel hook or double leg and immediately going into an arm bar or uh, instead of a, just a pain submission, what we call um, or scarf holding in um in a BJJ, they would call a scarf hold, even wrestling is still called like a scarf hold, but in wrestling it's more called a hand and arm position. Just holding the arm and cranking the neck up right there. I, my saw, pressure, my body. I saw in UFC the other day. Yeah, you saw the Spanish yeah. guy do it, you know? Yeah. And people were like, oh, that doesn't work. No, dude. When that's I done right, yeah. oh, that hurt. I've had someone do that to me before. And I swear I grow, I grew an inch in my neck, okay? Because I heard somebody <laughs> pops in my vertebrae. I like, pop, 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 like, ah, oh, I think I'm a bit about tall. For me, I... I, one time it felt in my neck and another time it felt like my diaphragm was getting crushed. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, but it's just different types of, it's like pressure and unorthodox stuff that people aren't used to because most people they're used to BJJ submissions, Brazilian jiu-jitsu submissions. They're used to, re um, uh, not wrestling submissions because not technically not supposed to be in wrestling mm -hmm. submissions. They're used to judo submissions and judo. We have like, we have arm bar, we have Kimura, we have chokes and pins. It's very straightforward for us. We have some main ones right there. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has all these different weird things around the body and stuff that you can use to gi. Sambo, you get the big leg locks, big heel hooks in there. It's a big, big lower body thing. But in catch, you have all that and crazier things because I'm just trying to make you submit for anything. Anything yeah, that I causes mean, just pain. Go, just look at Sakuraba's uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know, just anything that causes pain. A good, a good cross face, right across the face, like how could be beat um, uh, Nomega Man? Connor, yeah. yeah. Uh, could be Nomega off beat Connor was basically there's a cross face. People are okay? giving him shit for tapping. I'm like, you you have yeah. someone do that to you, you and you, you get a cross you face. Oh my <laughs> God. It was an old school wrestling thing that I was taught in middle school. Yeah, I was in middle school, I was taught it. So in wrestling, uh, if I go for a cross face and I want to get around the person to pick them up a little bit, I come across face and I pick up their nose. So imagine having my bone right here coming across your face and now coming up, up on your nose. It is so painful. Okay. And people will, t well, in traditional wrestling nowadays, you can't tap. You can't be like, Oh man, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. All you can do is give up the pin. But in catch wrestling, if I do that to you, you tap, you'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I, I like about catch wrestling. Make sure I roll on sometimes. So, so how do you it. how do you identify 
catch then versus all the other moves that you see in MMA? Like when, what would you have to see in MMA for you to go like, that is catch wrestling? Uh, for me, it's the unorthodox leg techniques, unorthodox leg techniques or arm techniques. Because if you see someone do a Kimura, no matter if it's a catch wrestling double wrist grab or a key lock, everyone's going to say it's a Kimura. They're not going to yep. say it's an Udekatame. They're going to say it's Kimura. All right. Mm-hmm. If you see an arm bar, they're not going to say a catch arm bar or a judo arm bar. They're going to say, no, it's a, just an arm bar. You know, it's in all things. But if I get you down the ground and I get you an unorthodox uh, heel hook or a knee bar or an Achilles tenant lock, they'll be like, that's catch right there. And but, even with uh, the Spanish guy that won two weeks ago uh-huh. using the scarf hold to Cascatame, they'll be like, oh, it's wrestling right there. He had him in a head and arm position, just uh-huh. popped him up right there. But that's catch to me because that is a wrestling technique. And wrestling is just the modern day evolution of what catch wrestling was. That's what it is. That's interesting that you say. I, I don't know. I feel like it's such an inferior answer that I, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't be able to tell even after you, you described that because leg locks is a huge part of jujitsu now in a certain in uh well, that's another th- well that's the thing like jiu-jitsu. i had friends that do jujitsu i'll ask them about leg locks like, oh well if you go to the ibj and i'm not sure i don't go okay i don't know the federation stuff but there's certain judo fe- jujitsu federations brazilian jiu-jitsu gracie jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. whatever that do not allow leg locks that no, it's only uh, an advanced it's only an advanced you, technique. so it's a it's by belt is so it by belt? Okay. I, yeah, I think if you're a white belt, again, there's different tournaments, right? So by mm-hmm. if you're a white belt, you can only do straight ankle locks, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um blue belt, you can start doing heel hooks and um maybe toe holds, I think. Mm-hmm. Toe holds is like a, a camera around your ankle. Oh, hey, I've seen those videos on YouTube where guys will be like, This is an advanced technique. It wasn't a toe hold, it was a heel hook. And unless the person knows what's going on and is proficient in those techniques, they're going to know the difference. They're yeah. going to know what a toe hold is. And or... yeah, go ahead. a lot of, a lot of uh, tournaments ban reaping the knee, but I think mm-hmm. some of them, if you're a black belt, they allow it. Um, basically, if your leg goes on the other side of the person, you're reaping the knee. So some of them allows that. But like when you tell me catch wrestling, I, I, I would think of like calf slicers and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. unorthodox to oh, me, right? That's a great thing. Calf slicers right there. Bicep yeah. slicers from other directions. Um, technically, everyone gives, I know I'm going to get some shit for it maybe, but 10th Planet, you know, made the whole, um, the twister very famous mm-hmm. and stuff. But that's that, an old I, wrestling yeah, technique. I, I think of that as catch yeah. wrestling too. So See, the, I learned that when I was like in high school and it was called a barbed wire pin. I've even hold. I've heard it called a rose stem pin, also, because your arms are all foiled out, mm-hmm. like you're wrapped up in barbed wire. And in wrestling, that's a pin. Because if I get the arm behind me and my arm is around your head, I'm pulling you down. Your shoulders are on the mat. It's a very painful submission, and that can be done one of two ways. The one way that everybody sees it in MMA now, mm-hmm. where the person's shoulders are on the mat, and it's actually a reversal way to do it. Also, if the person's belly down, and it's even meaner in my opinion because they have nowhere to go. They have yeah. to tap from it. So imagine that position now, the person's belly down, and I'm now pulling your arm up in the air while I'm coming around your neck. Like, I'm just stretching the side of you out. Like, that's a catch wrestling technique right there. But it's also a wrestling technique. Okay, we'll have to ask Raul for... Yeah. I, I just don't think you're good at explaining, man. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't think I am. Let me know <laughs> yeah, in the comment so, section. So what do you guys think? It, basically, <laughs> what I got out of it is if I see a twister, a calf slicer, or a bicep slicer, then that's catch wrestling. Which I, I yes. know probably is the wrong answer, but that's no, that's a great answer. 
All right, so back to our main thing of talking about like judo MMA and stuff. I think judo MMA is very effective. I think it's a great thing to add to your arsenal. And I think judo can be effective as your base. Shown by Ronda Rousey, shown by Kayla Harrison, shown by the old greats like um, uh, Gene LaBelle. Yeah, Gene LaBelle and stuff. Amazing. Using judo as a space. So, but yeah. So I think that's it today's podcast. And now we ranted about a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> Had some fun talking. Uh, if anybody has any questions, want to refer to us to anything, have talk about anything, let us know. Leave it in the comment section down below. You can email us. Um, you can follow me at the Jerry underscore one on Instagram. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Throws on Instagram. You can also let us uh, tell us things on there if you want, send us a message. Um, if you're looking for some interesting judo workouts, I also post judo workouts on my Instagram for right now since you can't work out with people that much. Let's wear masks, which I recommend and doing it outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to add, Anthony? No, uh, stay safe out there and hopefully, well, at least we're getting some judo tournaments back to watch, um, even though it's hard to, it's hard to find uh, a place to live stream uh, those, <laughs> those judo tournaments right now. Another thing that judo can do better i can find sumo wrestling easier than judo it's on nhk it's on a major broadcast channel okay that's why it's easier it's just sumo is such a niche sport more so than judo that i think it's ridiculous it's so hard to find (laughs) judo tournaments a lot all right that's another episode all right bye